podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Steve Bloomer's Washing the Derby County podcast, coming to you from what can only be described as a fit for bursting stage door, the London branch of the Supporters Club's pub of choice outside Waterloo Station for our first ever pre and post match pod. It is Richard Kutcher rather than Chris in the hot seat tonight as we try something a little different for episode 46, but always the same, sat to my right is Tom Martin. Tom, we're one hour from kickoff before the East Midlands derby, and how are you feeling? Well, after a long day, the nerves are just starting to dig in. I've got a little bit of butterflies in my belly, uh, and I'm hopeful, having looked at that team, that this derby team is strong enough to go on and claim three points tonight. Yeah, looking at the team, it just came out a second ago, so I think I would say the headlines there probably Ashley Cole starting, Andy Cutting on his full debut, and a really exciting front three of um, Marriott, Wacon and Holmes. I think something that all three of us in the pod have been asking for. What do you think about that atta- those attacking options for Derby? I think it'll be interesting to see whether uh, Marriott starts through the middle or whether it's Waghorn um, and who goes wide from that. I'd quite like to see that interchanging quite a lot because I think Marriott has a lot to offer through the middle um, but I also think Waghorn's a good target man so if we get on the back foot and need to go a little bit long to have someone holding it up, I'd rather that be Waghorn. At the same time, people like Wilson and Holmes, they're runners in from deep. Um, it's a really good, a solid sort of side that I think. Uh, setting up nicely from the back and then as we go forward, we've got enough to take that Forest team and enough to claim three points. Yeah, I think they always say, don't they, the, the uh, form book goes out the window, which I think is, is good news for us uh, because we haven't exactly been in the best form, but neither have Forest. So I, I don't know what you think about prediction-wise, but for me, I could see it going. I could see it being another really boring nil-nil game, but both teams need the points. So let's hope... Maybe both teams go at each other and we have a really open game tonight. Interestingly, by comparison to previous seasons, uh, February's not been that bad. Uh, one win, two draws, one defeat. Uh, so Derby, Derby are not in the best run of form, as you say. It's been a few draws in there. Um, but at the same time, it's not stinking. It feels bad because of the, the nature of the Millwall performance on Wednesday night. Um, but as you say, form goes completely out the window for tonight. Forrester's is a completely different kettle of fish. And I think Derby need to go at it from the off. We need to be more creative, uh, more bold with the ball. Less of the passing sideways, more going through the lines. And I think this Derby team has enough pace, enough power, enough quality to do that. Going, going back to the form, just lastly, before we, uh, before we settle down, with a couple of points for the match it's a funny one because that form as you said it, it's, it's actually not been a bad February results wise it's just that the performances haven't been great have they and I think people expected a lot more from this team at the turn of the year particularly post that Norwich post that Norwich result at Carrow Road um, but it's a kind of form actually that with a couple of wins maybe today and maybe against Villa on Saturday that turns that form around sometimes suddenly you look at you've only lost one game out of seven or something so uh, yeah, I think a, a result tonight could, could do wonders for the team. Um, predictions? Uh, I'm going to go Derby 1-0, uh, an 83rd minute, uh, Jaden Bogle cross and Martin Waghorn header. Well, that would be absolutely fantastic, wouldn't it, for <laughs> if we got to react to a late uh, winner from Derby tonight. Well, we'll see you on the other side of the result, and hopefully it's a positive move from here. Hi, I'm Paul Pesky-Solido, and you're listening to Steve Bloomer's Washing. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or hit follow on SoundCloud. Welcome back to a pretty flat stage door after witnessing a first Rams defeat in an East Midlands derby since November 2015. Derby went down 1-0 after conceding a scrappy Banaluani goal within two minutes. 
There's not a whole lot for us to dissect without getting too negative, Tom, but it's, it's fair to say Derby didn't really turn up, did they? Uh, yeah, totally fair. I think that was a tepid performance. The only player I think comes out of a, a modicum of credit is going to be Dwayne Holmes. I thought he ran his socks off. He was everywhere tonight, trying to pick the ball up, trying to force the pace. And in the last few minutes, he was the one trying to win the ball back. The other 10, well, 13 that played tonight, None of them, none of them deserve to necessarily start on the on Saturday against Villa. There's a lot of places up for grabs in training this week. I think that's pretty harsh. I think uh, I think Richard Keogh put a good shift at the back. I think he wasn't helped when he was had the ball. We can all get frustrated with Keogh and Tamori passing it around the back, but they weren't given any options to go forward. They weren't given any options to go wide when the when the fullbacks were off of the ball, like we've said a, a few times before. The, f- the fullbacks get isolated, and Keogh and Tamori they run out of options and they panic. And that's not wholly their fault. And I think Keogh did a good job defensively. Tamori had his moments, both positive and bad. But apart from that, I would agree with you. I think Holmes was the only one that looked like he wanted to create something. He was the only one that would get the ball and turn and beat the line. And, you know, the ball he put through to Wagon. I mean, obviously, conceding after two minutes, we'll come to that in a second. But Wagon's got to take that chance. It could have been a different game. I do see your point in terms of the fact that um, Keogh and Tamori were, were OK tonight. And yes, they were. And there's no one really to come in and replace them. But I just think, as, as, a, as a unit, that Derby side yeah. don't look like we're forcing the pace. And we, d- we don't look like we um, are going to create anything. You mentioned the Waghorn chance, but it's a, it's a one chance in a game of 90 minutes. We attack for 88 minutes. What do you think of the goal, though, Coach? Well, it's just too predictable. <laughs> it's just too predictable, isn't it? Um, big, you know, lumping ball deep into the box. Fair play. It's, it's classic Martin O'Neill, classic Roy Keane kind of tactics from the last few years at Republic of Ireland. They've got bigger boys in there. We can't deal with it defences all over the place it wasn't just that moment but you know we get two sucked in we leave a massive how big is that he's got a massive mask on he's about six foot whatever and very heavy and he's just walking around in a six yard box completely unmarked it's hugely frustrating and obviously Bogle makes a horrific error with the head and not going out in the first place could could Roos have come out and done better I think it's hard to blame Kelly Roos or Kelly Rose whatever his name is uh, on that one because it goes so deep and and he's a big keeper and maybe he should come for it Maybe, well, maybe he should come for it and actually win it and clear out some people. There, there's a lot of bodies in that box. I thought he had a decent game. He, he, he let Tamori off the hook in the first half and he managed to stop that kind of one-on-one, two-on-one situation. But, but I just thought we, did. we, did, we just didn't do enough all game. And, and you talked about attacking unit. What about that defensive unit? I mean, we were all over the place the whole game. There's no, there's no line. There's no, there's, it doesn't seem like there's any communication in that back four. Richard Keogh is one of the most experienced centre-backs in the division. Ashley Cole's probably the most experienced left-back in the world and they can't seem to get in the defence organised and there's no protection for them either. It's just defensively it is an absolute shambles and we're never going to pick up results if we look vulnerable against every opposition we play, whether it's Ipswich, whether it's Millwall, whether it's not in a forest tonight, we always look like we're going to concede chances. I think that is a that is a real key issue, and a defensive unit doesn't come overnight. It takes a lot of time. That's that's one of Cole's first performances for the club. Um, so I don't think like necessarily it's a, a short-term problem. This has been a longer-term issue where there are there are defensive errors, which as a footballer you can see them happening. The ball goes uh, comes out of the box and. Three players push up and one player sits back playing them on side. Um, and that, that element is quite poor. An interesting one on Tom Huddleston tonight, coming up at half-time. What do you think? I wouldn't be surprised if that's the last time we see Huddleston this season. I think he's been off the pace since that kind of weird Udinese link in January. He's always been immobile. We know that about Tom Huddleston. And, and, be, and he, that's been the case since he made his debut for Derby at 15, 16 years old. He actually now looks slow on the ball which hasn't been the case for his whole career, I don't think. He used to get the ball. If there was a quick pass on, a quick intelligent pass, he would make it. 
he'd take a time, he'd, he'd take the pace out of the game when he needed to. Today, it looked like he had no option. I think he was giving a lot of close attention. It looked like Forrest tried to target him and do a job on him, which has happened in a few games recently. But Hodgson doesn't, because he hasn't got the mobility, he can't kind of then just go wandering out wide or stretch to play like other maybe more nimble players can. I think Hodgson, I think he's up. And, you know, we, I think everyone who listens to this podcast regularly knows we're all big fans of Tom Huddleston we all love him as a, as a Derby County player we don't want to get on his back but for me Bradley Johnson he had a couple of stray passes in the, in the second half of, uh, in, yeah in the second half of the second half but I thought Bradley Johnson made a difference when he came on and Flojo looked lively out wide again immediately when he came on but then kind of frustrated again later on what I liked about Johnson is he came on and did put a bit of energy into that midfield uh, and he started spreading the play quite quickly and for the first sort of 10 minutes I thought he was excellent um, he then drifted slightly but he did look like a solid base for the midfield to build on um, in our sort of brighter moments and Josef Soon when he came on um, that first three or four minutes he created a chance um, crossed cross into the near post uh, and then had the shot that was saved by Pantilimon he certainly looked a lot more lively than anyone else uh, who offered going forward. Thought Marriott ran as he always does, but he just a little bit of lack of confidence perhaps hasn't scored for a while, and we're not really giving him any opportunities. Feeding on absolute scraps up there, and I feel yeah. sorry for the lad. No, absolutely feeding on scraps, and actually he was trying to create more for other people when he was getting created for himself. Wagon was pretty ineffective out wide. I think there's a general lack of confidence in that squad. There's a general lack of understanding of what they're trying to do I think both defensively and offensively I said to you a few times during the match Tom but that team does not look like it's working on defensive shape or defensive organisation at all that can't help confidence in general before we, we're going to bring a few fans in in a second but before we do that at what point do you think we should be worried about our direction and long I think long term progress is probably the wrong way to put it because I think that's still the here and now at what time do we worry about the direction of this the way this season's going is it over no I'm not worried about the long the long term in terms of this season um I think that Derby's still got a good chance of the playoffs. I don't think it's out of there. Um, I think we're going to make it difficult for ourselves unless we start creating more and being a lot tighter at the back. Um, but that, top, that side is a top six, capable of top six. Um, in the long term, looking forward to the end of the season on to next season, um, I've still got a lot of hope for Lampard. I think we play football in the right way. Um, I think there's some tweaks to be made. For me, I always find the fullbacks are pushed on a little bit too far. It doesn't give any options from the centre-backs and the centre midfielder when the ball goes in there. And often when we do go forward, the triangle is the strongest shape in football due to the fact that you can then have two options. We never seem to be yeah, out having right. options and that's the frustrating thing. But they are, they are things that will be worked on and they are things that are going to develop. I'm not concerned about the long, long term for Derby. Um, I'm not really concerned the long term for this season. There's still a huge chance to get into the playoffs. I think the long term for me isn't too bad either because I think I look at this season and you look at the amount of players out of contract in the summer and there's going to be a huge clear-out job. That squad is going to look very different. Whatever happens that this season that squad is going to look very different next season it kind of reminds me about three years into the Clough project when yeah it didn't all go his own way in the end but he actually built that squad which McLaren then took on and that was because he finally got rid of big earners off the payroll and Lampard luckily has only got one year to deal with quite a, lo- a bloated squad and you know if we look at his signings this year all his signings have been pretty good Flojo's kind of been a bit hit and miss but in general the loan signs have been good Holmes and Marriott have both been excellent signings so if Lampard can few, pull a few more rabbits out of the hat in the summer, then maybe we'll, we'll have a good a good season next season. Were there any positives from tonight? I think there's probably a short answer to that. Um, I'd say two. First of all, the energy and effort of Dwayne Holmes, we know about that, so I'm not going to dwell on it. But one actual positive I thought came from Lampard. 
he realised there was a problem. He sorted it early. Granted, we had to replace King, and I hope his knee's all right and he's not out for the season, but it looked a bad one. Um, but he was he was positive with his substitution. Something that we, we wouldn't say that he was positive against Millwall. It took until 70 minutes until he made his first change then. Um, so, yeah, there, there are still opportunities there, and there's still some positives, but at the end of the day, this is a dark night. I don't like losing to Forrest, and especially don't like losing on a Monday night on my birthday weekend. Yeah, happy birthday, Tom. Uh, but I do echo those sentiments rather than substitutions. Uh, so don't forget, you can follow us on social. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's all at Steve Bloomer Pod. And we'll be back in a second with a couple more Derby County fans. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Curtis Davis, and you're listening to Steve Bloomer's Washing. So welcome back to the stage door. We've just watched the Forest game in a pub full of fellow Rams fans. Pretty downed Rams fans, I think it's fair to say. We're now joined by Kev and Anton, both fellow loyal Derby fans. So let's hear what they thought. Um, Kev, if you could describe that match in three words, what would they be? Very disappointing opening, really. That's all I could say. Other than that, I think we dominated the game. And uh, But typical Derby cannot finish at the back end, really. And that's... A, Always the case. We didn't really create any chances, did we, to be honest, apart from that waggle on that chance in the first half? No, none at all. And um, But we have the capability to do it, and I cannot understand why we don't get it out of midfield, right up there, up front, when we've got players of the capability to put the ball in the net, and we just don't do it. Anton, three words? I think I'd go for lack of confidence, really. We, we've got all these players who have been really playing really well throughout the season, but they just seem to show no composure on the ball anymore they, they're taking one touch too many they're looking for um, the backwards ball rather than playing forward and it, it's just not working very well Kev Lampard's uh, were, you, were you pleased with the selection tonight do you think it was a good a good team on paper well I looked at the the bench and I thought well it probably there's nothing on the bench I would have put in other than the team he selected so I actually decided that it's probably the right selection yeah and uh, Tom, in terms of the actual, obviously it's, it, it, it's an East Midlands derby, and we just we just lost to a, a fellow playoff contender. How you know, in terms of the actual bigger picture of the season, is it a, is it a massive setback or is it just another part of this pretty poor February? I think it's a, a big setback to us because we're losing to a rival, and that's not just being a local rival; it's a playoff rival. Um, we need to start picking up points in this situation. Um, if we're losing at home to teams like Millwall, we're not getting points, uh, three points away at Ipswich and those sort of sides. Um, we need to make sure that we're picking up points against our rivals because if we don't, we lose the three points, they close the gap on us, and then it's it's a fight, for, a three-place fight for for one place. Anton, uh, if we're going to get into the top six this season, where do we need to strengthen or what changes to the kind of system or team is, is Lampard going to have to make? It's hard to say, really. Um, I mean... For me, the team we put out tonight is pretty much the best team we have. Um, the one change that I would possibly make is Carson for in goal. Um, and Mount, if he's fit. Pardon? And Mount, if oh, he's yeah. fit. M- Mount, once he's fit. Um, I think that, that could be a, a massive um, kind of impact in, in the middle of the park because it, it seemed to me that certainly Wilson and, and a couple of the others were missing that link-up play in midfield, which is what Mount sometimes brings. I know... Mount over the last couple of months probably hasn't been at his best, but it might have been the the things that people haven't noticed that we have missed in the last few few games. The link up between the forward players, between the likes of Huddleston and and King when he's playing in midfield. I know he was injured tonight, but that um, connection between the midfield and the front three is what we're missing. So hopefully Mount gets back soon, and that could be the turning point. 
On King, I thought King was pretty anonymous in that. Well, a lot of the team were quite anonymous in that first half. But I thought Andy King didn't really see what he was offering us in, in that first half. Tom, what, what do you think about his performance? Um, to me, no better than Bryson has been this, so far this season. A uh, bit of running, um, but no, no sort of really offering for the ball in midfield. Um, didn't really have control of the possession. So when he was substituted, obviously I hope his injury isn't that bad. But when he was substituted, I thought Bradley Johnson did a lot better job in there. Absolutely. Um, so Kev, lastly, on let's hopefully we can find a, a positive note to end this chat on. Where do you think Derby will finish this season? Are we going to sleep? Are we going to sneak into the playoffs? When Frank was appointed, nobody expected to ever be in the playoffs. We said, like, let's re-establish, let's get sorted, new players, young players, etc., etc., etc. We find ourselves in there, and the moaners are still there, giving it odd time. We are still there and thereabouts, and I actually think. Personally, we should get off the backs, let's crack on. I mean, it's very disappointing when it's against Forest, of course it is, and we all know that. But I still think there's enough, and I actually think the running favours us somewhat, whether it be good, bad or indifferent. But um, I actually think we'd, we, we can be harsh on our own side, but uh, in Frank we trust, I say. Well, I totally agree with Kev there. I think uh, I think there's a lot to get behind this Derby team. They're much more exciting to watch than we had last season. Um, and I think we go on to Villa this week, and it's a, it's, a, it's another 90 minutes, another opportunity to pick up three points. Um, there's still hope for this season. It's not over yet. We'll talk about. Oh, we'll come on to Villa in a second. But just just bef- just after the Millwall game, before tonight's game, we did put a question out on Twitter, saying um, where do we go from here? Exactly that. Where do we go from here? And uh, Adam Stevenson tweeted us, say, stick to a formation where all players are playing in their best position, not the time for square pegs in round holes. I think Lampard tried to do that tonight. Uh, David Bedlow said, do what, we've, do what they've needed to do for three seasons and find a mobile, energetic leader in midfield. Shame we have no money and transfer window is shut. Nav Sidhu said, reschedule all future February games to March and April going forward. I think most of us can echo that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Sam Watson said, have a more physical team, get a target man for plan B. Tom said, look to the future and buy a mobile attack-minded midfielder to replace our lone players. And Pete Lee says, work out where to play Holmes. Well, I think we've discussed Holmes. And I think that was one of his, well, I don't think that was one of his best performances, but he was one of the shining lights in that team. Don't forget, Steve Brewers Washington is partnered for the season with Derby Brewing Company, the family-run microbrewery and pub operator with three great boozers across Derby. So, looking ahead, chaps, uh, we're going to look one little chat about looking ahead. The Rams are off to Villa Park on Saturday and all three of the Steve Brewers Washington boys will be at Villa Park. But after that test, Derby's march is entirely played out at Pride Park. I think we just mentioned... Um, there regarding March. In March we're hosting Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday, Stoke City and Rotherham United. It feels like we've been seeing this we've been saying this since the new year but it really is a make or break period for us now. So Villa away followed by four home games in a row. It's pretty rare that, that happens Anton. So that's what 18 points up for grabs? 15 points up for grabs. Too many pints of coke for me tonight. 15 points up for 15 points up for grabs. Not pints unfortunately. How many, how many are we going to take from that? How many do we need to take from that? And how many do you think we'll take from that, Anton? So I, th- I think Villa away on, on Saturday is a really tough game. And uh, to be honest, given the way we've played over the last few games in terms of the confidence we've had, um, I can't really see us getting much out of that game on Saturday. So I, th- I think we've got to really focus on those four home games coming up. I think once we, we do start playing with a bit more confidence, I think, I think one more win would potentially turn it around for us and I think 
kind of picking up three points against Wigan in that first home game could be the turning point in our season. If we do that, um, we could be looking at kind of two or three wins out of those four games. Kev, what, what, are, you, what are you hoping from March? Derby win on Saturday 2-1, which I think will turn the tables. And I actually think our running then don't give us two harshly opponents. Having said that, Derby at home need to actually go and destroy teams and beat them because we are capable of it. And we should have won tonight. I mean, the possession was phenomenal. Uh, doing doing what we didn't do at the end of the table, uh, the, sorry, the end of the pitch was was the most disappointing thing. Yeah. But I, you know, I just you know I just hope that we go on the right way. Yeah, and the defence has been a recurring problem. Tom, is that the concern that yeah we could put we could put goals past Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday, Stoke, and Rotherham, but we could also concede a few against them as well. You know, at the moment, I don't think the defence is my major concern. It's the uh, it's the lack of creativity going forward. I said it in the in the WhatsApp group a few games ago. Uh, I think it was at the Brighton game. I, I, we haven't created a chance really for for ages. We haven't sustained pressure against side. Wigan are going to sit in against us. Sheffield Wednesday will do it. Stoke will sit in, and Rotherham will sit in. I can't see us scoring goals. That's our problem. Well, on that happy, happy note, I'd like to thank uh, Kev and Anton for joining us uh, in the stage door tonight on a bit of a, a different episode of Steve Bloomer's Washing. So thank you for joining us. Sorry about the result. I think we're all very sorry about the result. And we will see you next time.